Welcome to the TCU Chi Alpha podcast, where we share sermons, interviews, and other resources that encourage and challenge students as they follow Jesus on campus. Hey, Horn Frogs, this is Andrew Youngblood, the Chi Alpha director here at TCU, and I'm here with Zoe Sultanfuss. I got it right. Yep, you got yes. it. <laughs> And uh, Zoe is joining us today because she's a woman of prayer. We're talking about prayer, and uh, Zoe, you're a very humble person, and so I didn't write down in my notes here what I was going to say about you, (laughs) (laughs) but one of the things that I appreciate about you is just your passion for prayer. So I'm sure that you do this for all of the life group leaders in Chi Alpha, but we get texts uh, every week on our life group day, and you're asking, hey, how can I pray for your life group today? And... uh, that's been happening all semester. And so, man, just knowing that you're praying for our life group and praying for the people in our life groups and the things that we're talking about is such a such an encouragement. So you're persistent and disciplined in your prayers. And then also, I have a really fond memory of when we did 24-hour prayer. Right. Uh, <laughs> we had a very long slot that wasn't, you know, taken. It was like two or three hours, I guess. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> And you came in and let like the 5 a.m. slot and there wasn't anyone signed up to, to come in after you. So you just stayed and spent like two or three hours with the Lord and prayer. And one thing I remember that was interesting, and um, I talked about this a little bit in the sermon. Um, I had the music kind of going, the worship music. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, can you turn that off? And I remember <laughs> thinking like, I like that, you know, like mm-hmm. finding a way to pray that that's you and not someone else's way of prayer. Right. I respect that. <laughs> but just yeah. like, yeah, your willingness to to spend time, that much time in prayer, um, and just all the, the things that I know about you and the ways that you've tried to grow in prayer over the last, you know, couple of years since I've known you has just been so um, inspiring. And so I thought, if we're going to talk about prayer, we got to get Zoe on the podcast. So thank you for, for joining us. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be here. And honestly, like that instance with the two to three hour prayer, that was totally the Holy Spirit. Um, I, because I do pray, but I do not consider myself an expert in prayer. So I'm really grateful that God has been teaching me and just helping me to grow in relationship with him through prayer. Yeah, that's good. And and so prayer, while we're talking about it, is it's something that a lot of students this year have said they want to grow in. I know that you have some yeah. people in your life group that Definitely. have wanted to grow in prayer. And, yeah. and so I think it's great to have a conversation about it. Absolutely. So, well, I'm just going to ask you some questions about what you your experience has been in prayer, and then maybe you can ask me some things, and we'll just uh, we'll just have a conversation. Sounds great, Zoe. When mm-hmm. when did you become pra- passionate about prayer? Like, how did that how did that happen for you? Yeah, so I grew up in the church, and I've been going all my life, basically. Mm-hmm. And I always knew prayer was like something that's good to do and that you're supposed to do. But it wasn't really until last semester, I'd say, that I really took an interest in developing my relationship with God through prayer. Okay. And the way I did that was deciding, okay, before lunch each day, I'm going to take 30 minutes and pray. And that can be a little intimidating at first. (laughs) 30 minutes is a long time. But what really helped me was writing down my prayers in a journal. And that really helped me focus and not let my thoughts wander all over the place because that's really common for me when I try to pray without writing anything down. So that was really helpful. And it really just showed me the importance of prayer. And I've tried a bunch of different strategies since then. But I was really glad that I started out with that just block of time that I dedicated to prayer. And it was cool to see God work through that. Yeah. Can you remember what it was that sparked your interest to take it more seriously? Like, what can you think of a, t- a moment where it was like, you know what? I want to give this some more effort. 
What yeah, was that moment like? I don't think there was a like one specific, all right, this, yeah. that's it. I'm yeah. <laughs> doing prayer. But I think it was more of a gradual just awareness that I wanted a more genuine relationship with God. Mm. And the best way to develop any kind of relationship is just to spend time together. Yeah. So prayer was a great way to do that. That's cool. Mm. So why do, you, why do you think now you've been on this journey of kind of growing in prayer and emphasizing it in your life? Why, why do you think it's important for us to pray? Yeah, you kind of mentioned that, but <laughs> unpack think, that a little more, yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. I think the primary importance of prayer is just building a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Because as I'm praying, I'm learning to trust God with what I'm giving to him, yeah. whether that's my future, my worries, anything like that. In the act of praying, I'm saying, God, I trust you with this. I know that you have the power to be able to take care of this. Yeah. And that's been really cool. It's given me so much peace just throughout the year and just as I've been praying. And then it really just shows me the character of God more as yeah. I'm learning to pray, but also to listen. And sometimes when I include Bible verses that come to mind in my prayers, that's a cool way to know that God is participating in the prayer too. And um, just an opportunity for me to learn more about him. Yeah, that's so good. I love that that first thing, you know, you, you build a relationship by spending time with someone. Right. My in-laws, Alicia's parents have this thing that they do and they've done for years and years is coffee time every morning. Mm-hmm. They'll sit down, you know, 30 minutes in the morning drinking coffee and just talking. Yeah. And I've always just really admired that about them and the intimacy that they have and the mm-hmm. friendship that they have. And I've, I've just often thought about like, what would it look like for me to have that kind of intentional just conversation and listening time with Jesus, like coffee time with Jesus. I think that's that's super cool. So yeah, that's how we build relationships. That's yeah. such a cool image too. Yeah. 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 I remember like as I was first starting out with prayer and sometimes even now there have been times where I'm like, does God actually hear this? Mm. And like, I know in my head that prayer is important, but Mm -hmm. there are times when I'm like, does this really matter? (laughs) Um, Do you have any input on that? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a, this is a good question. (laughs) A lot of people ask, does he even hear, does he even answer, you know, those kind of things. And, and I think people ask that primarily, at least initially, from a place of, I have been praying and I'm not sure mm. <laughs> he's listening, you know? <laughs> right. They have experience with uh, maybe not having successful prayer or just wondering, like, is anything happening? I feel like I might just be talking to the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what's really helpful, I think, when we ask the question, does, does God hear and answer prayer, is to look to Scripture. And, I mean, if we believe in God and we believe what He says in His Word— then, then we can trust that he does hear and answer our prayers. And so, uh, you know, Jesus is described as the visible image of the invisible God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see God's nature and character so clearly through him. And the teaching of, uh, of Jesus gives us an indication of what God would want and does want and how he uh, engages with us. And so often in scripture, we see Jesus saying, you should pray. <laughs> so, right. I mean, in the Sermon on the Mount, I have this here in the Sermon on the Mount, probably the most famous sermon of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. In Matthew um, chapter 7, the, the subheading here in the New Living Translation is effective prayer. He says, keep on asking and you'll receive. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. And then he just goes on and says like, 
parents, if your kid asks you for something good, you don't give them something bad, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, so if you sinful people, he says, you know, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Mm. So he's unpacking the nature and character of God there and saying like, he wants us to pray to yeah. him. And then I think we talked about this a little bit in the sermon, but in Luke 18, they're just like two, so really three actually, um, teachings on prayer mm-hmm. that Jesus talks about in, in their parables. And one of them is the parable of the persistent widow. And it's just the story of this lady's persistence in the face of an unjust judge um, to bring justice for a situation. And he's and Jesus commends like this persistence. Um, but then also, you know, he says, so, so do you think God would surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Meaning he's a just judge, not an unjust judge, right. but he's commending that. Um, persistence. And so, uh, so many, so many examples in scripture of Jesus, Jesus saying that we should pray, that we can pray, that God is listening. Not only is he listening, but he wants to answer. And um, that's the answer to the question. We don't always feel like that might be the case, but we lean on the truth of the word as we pray and, and trust that he does answer and hear. And I think over time, as we do it and we practice it, we experience answered prayers. We mm-hmm. experience the increased presence of Jesus. We're more formed into Him as His image, and um, and so we we do find that like there's a there's a confidence that He is hearing them. Right. That's encouraging to hear that there are so many references in Scripture. It's not mm-hmm. just something that other people tell you you should do. Yes. But Jesus Himself emphasizes it so many times yes. in the Bible. And we yeah. did give out a resource at the service of just uh, just every instance in the gospel where Jesus either prayed or Mm -hmm. taught about prayer or said something about prayer. And so uh, we'll have that, we'll have that in the show notes of this. If you want to download a a, a PDF version to see what Jesus said about prayer. So listeners, you have (laughs) access to that resource as well. What's something new that you've learned about prayer in your growth journey that's been uh, particularly impactful for you? Right. So I couldn't pick one. I have two. Um, (laughs) My first one I've already mentioned, but writing my prayers down because it's so easy for me to think, okay, I'm going to pray now and start off, dear God, thank you for this day. Oh, wait, what's my assignment that's due later? And just get on this whole rabbit trail Mm -hmm. of thoughts and stop, bring myself back to prayer (laughs) and then just get distracted again. So that's something I really had to struggle with. But I figured out that if I am writing down my prayers, that makes me more accountable for Mm. actually staying focused. Mm -hmm. And verbalizing your prayers also can help in this way, just where you have more accountability almost Mm -hmm. for just having a clear thought pattern and just writing consistently and keeping your focus on God. Yeah. So that's been one thing that's super helpful for me. And then the other is just being honest with God, Mm. because it's really easy for me to say empty prayers. Dear God, thank you for this day. You're great. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) But without really meaning any of those things and just saying that because I feel like I should pray. Mm -hmm. But as I've learned to be honest with God, that's just helped me connect with him on such a deeper level. I feel like honesty can be very difficult sometimes, and we don't want to be honest with God, we want to present ourselves as, oh, I have this figured out. Yeah. But in reality, none of us have this figured right. out. <laughs> yeah. So, and God wants us to be truthful. He tells us in the Bible not to lie. So yeah. why wouldn't we be <laughs> truthful with him when we pray? And the the funny thing about the honesty, and we sort of talked about this in the sermon, is is like, it's not like he doesn't know. 
Right. You know, so why not be forthcoming with God? It's really maybe even more than anything being forthcoming with ourselves and honest with ourselves and yeah. and God. Um I think he he wants us to bring honesty into the into that moment. Yeah, we have the you know the the parable in Luke 18 of the tax collector and the Pharisee and the Pharisee mm-hmm. comes in and he goes, "Oh, thank God I'm not like other people." You know, and he's yes. just so, you know, prideful and I'm not like that tax collector over there. I mean, I I do good things, I tithe and I fast and and then you have the tax collector who's just on his face before God and just saying like, God, I can't even look at the heavens like, just have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, this guy who was honest, who was real right. in the presence of God is the one who went home justified, mm-hmm. not the other guy. Yeah. And then and with the writing thing it does help focus one kind of cool extra thing. And you've probably seen this already mm-hmm. with writing down prayers is that you can go back a year from yes. now or two years from now yeah. and see like, oh, my goodness, look at how many prayers God answered. I forgot right. that I even prayed that and look at how he answered. <laughs> yeah. So that's a pretty cool, like extra uh, benefit of writing them down. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you feel like prayers changed and uh, shaped your walk with Jesus? I think the most important thing it's done for me is just really help me realize the personal relationship that we have with God, mm. because it can sometimes be easy to see God as distant and dealing with all the big problems in the world. Yeah. But God invites us to come to him with the littlest things in our lives and really to not just ask him to solve it, but to surrender it over to him and learn what it looks like to trust him with that. And it's just been so valuable for me to learn that God cares about what we pray for and that it brings him joy when we pray and he's Mm. praying with us. The Holy Spirit is interceding with us, which is such a cool thing to think about. I love that you mentioned that, that he doesn't that he cares about the little things. When Jesus, Absolutely. you know, teaches on prayer, gives us the Lord's Prayer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Matthew chapter 6, he's, you know, praying to God and saying, give us this day our daily bread. Right. I mean, even just the food, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Like, that's that seems like a little thing when there's a pandemic <laughs> and there's, <laughs> yeah. you know, political unrest and all the craziness, but God's, God's okay with us asking. Right. He wants us to recognize our dependence on him even for even for food. Absolutely. That's good. What's the coolest thing that you've seen God do through prayer in your life? Yeah. So I think it's been really cool to see how God has used prayer to just form me more into his image. Mm -hmm. So an example of that was from last semester. I was taking Calculus 3. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was a little rough. That will help your prayer life. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So I was taking the test online. We were in COVID times. (laughs) Still are actually. (laughs) But after I submitted the test, got my grade, and I think it was like a 67 or something, which not great. (laughs) Not really happy about that. Um, But it was really, really cool because a year ago, if I had gotten that, my mood would have just been ruined for the whole day. I'd Mm. be like criticizing myself, beating myself up, and just it would not have been a good day for me. But um Because God had been developing me through prayer, I realized, okay, I just need to pray. I need to put on some worship music and just know that God is still over this and he's still in control. And I may not know like how I'll do on the next test, but I can just trust God and trust that he has the best intentions for me. And I wasn't like I did tell him I'm really disappointed about this. I was still honest with God about that. (laughs) But it was really amazing to see God just help me thank him and see the good in that, Mm. which is something I definitely wouldn't have been able to do before 
learning so much about prayer. That's so cool. Do you mind me asking how you did in the class? Yeah, I did well on the next (laughs) test and God totally answered prayers. Yes. (laughs) Well, I just think, I mean, like you said, and and so many students deal with this. And I mean, I I even do too. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. those disappointments can sort of send you into a spiral. Absolutely. And the anxiety over the next test and your identity, you know, (laughs) is rooted in your GPA and stuff like that. I mean, it, it can be. And so just it's cool to see that God, you know, Surrendering that to God through prayer mm-hmm. not only gave you peace in the moment, but also gave you the ability to not go down the death spiral of anxiety for the next test. Exactly. And, and he was faithful. Yes. He was faithful. Yeah. So that's, that's super cool. Uh, one of the questions that comes up a lot is that we have, and you've mentioned this a couple of times, it's difficult to stay focused when we try to pray. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned the idea of writing things down, and there are so many distractions that can arise But in addition to writing prayers down, like, how do you stay focused in prayer? Yeah, so I think having a list of prayer requests is very helpful. Mm. And because then I can just go to that list and see, oh, okay, I need to pray for this girl in my life who has a test Mm -hmm. this afternoon or something like that. I've also tried making a weekly schedule where, like, on Monday I pray for family. On Tuesday I pray for just campus ministries Mm -hmm. and That's been cool because I have like a day set aside for like the church or the government yeah, as well as like unsaved friends and saved friends. So without that, I might not have thought of including those groups. Like I very rarely prayed for the government like a year ago and (laughs) I'm still working on that. (laughs) Um, So that's been a cool resource for me to use. That's cool. Yeah. I think uh, something I might add there to the focus and I mentioned this in the sermon, but if you have a hard time staying focused, let's say in your dorm mm-hmm. or whatever, go, you can go somewhere else. Absolutely. There's no rule that says you can't go to the chapel to pray on right. campus, which is usually super quiet. Or I even mentioned the stadium. I don't know if you've ever been there to pray. Haven't tried that it's before. It's usually really quiet and it's on cool. a beautiful day. The weather, you know, it's mm-hmm. just amazing. Um, and then you could pray for the football team too while you're there. But um, <laughs> I know you're actually really good with boundaries around technology, mm. but the worst possible thing that I could have in front of me or around me when I'm trying to pray is my phone. Yeah. Like I might set a timer for a certain amount of time to pray, but right. I've got to put that across the room. I've got to put it on airplane mode so that there's just, that can't be the thing. I agree. Yeah. I <laughs> make an effort to silence my phone during that time, but I will say that Phones can definitely be a resource for Mm. praying. Um, One of the ways that it's helped me is setting reminders on my phone. So like you mentioned how I text the life groups. I have a reminder set for a weekly thing. Hey, pray about Asia's life group. Mm -hmm. And that helps me remember to check in and um, just follow through with praying for that. And then also I've tried setting alarms on my phone. And like when that alarm goes off, I just close my laptop and Mm. spend 10 minutes in prayer. And I am not 100% faithful with that, but I'm working on it. And it's cool to remind me that God is my priority and Mm. not the work that I'm doing. That's really good. I think, too, you know, you write down, you write your prayers down. I found it effective, not all the time, but sometimes to write my distractions down. Mm. So if I'm spending time in prayer, if I'm not actively writing out or journaling out a prayer, I'm just praying either audibly or just in my head and, and in a time of prayer. And I think about, man, I need to do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> or, man, you know, this thing is happening. A lot of times it's really helpful just to write whatever that is down on a list and just put it, you know, to the side. That's and awesome. I'm praying 
And then the next thing comes up. It's like, okay, I'm writing it down. Like, I'll think about that in a minute. And something about just sort of writing it and just acknowledging that we'll get to that at another time mm-hmm. sort of frees you to to be a little more engaged. So that yeah. some people found that helpful. I've found that helpful at times. Too. Yeah, that's great how it gets it out of your head and onto the paper so you yeah. can focus on praying. <laughs> <laughs> but the distraction is real. And, and you know, Absolutely. the enemy doesn't want us to pray. Um, you know, we're distractible. And so... I love those those ideas. So sometimes we wonder what to pray about when we sit down to pray. What do you find yourself praying for or praying about? Yeah, so I have had this experience where I'm not really sure what to pray for in generally two different situations. One situation is I just can't think of things to pray for. Mm. And in that case, it's helpful for me to have that weekly schedule and I can say, oh, it's Thursday. Let me pray for my unsafe mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Um And then also just being honest with God, you don't have to necessarily have something big to pray about. Just say, hi, God, um, I have a quiz due tomorrow and just talk to him about that. Or it really could be anything. It doesn't need to be big and formal and fancy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other situation that I've had is where it's just been a very like stressful or emotional time. And I don't know how to word my prayers exactly. Mm. And in those cases, I think it's really just important to trust in who God is. For example, um, I tested positive for COVID last November, and I got back to my dorm, and I was just feeling really guilty about it, um, that like I hadn't done enough to protect myself or others, and especially um, having to make the people who were around me go into quarantine. That was really tough for me. And I like my emotions were all over the place. I didn't know what to do with that. Um, But I just found myself repeating, God, you are good. Mm. And I'm really grateful that God has taught me that about himself so that in those hard times, it was something I could fall back on. I love that idea of just being honest, Mm -hmm. being real, you know, even in a a place of just like, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm just going to declare your goodness. Just be in your presence. Right. You don't. You know, God doesn't really care how eloquent we are. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care that we made this big show of everything. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's just it's just being in his presence. I remember my pastor growing up, whenever he gave his life to Jesus, you know, we, we make a big deal out of the kind of prayer that you need to pray when you accept Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes. <laughs> a lot of times, like, you need to acknowledge that you're a sinner, and, and all that is true, you know. Yeah. But uh, I remember him telling the story of whenever he got right with God, whenever he gave his life to Jesus— he came down to the to the front of the church and just, you know, kneeled down at um at the front and just said Jesus over and over and over again. That's all he could say. Wow. That's all he could get out. That's so cool. And just and just walked away from there, even though that's all he could say, knowing he was right with God, like his mm-hmm. heart. He was a different person. Um I, I just love that idea that yeah. we don't have to be fancy. Like we can just be in his presence, communicate mm-hmm. with him like we would a friend. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be crazy. I know that. In my life and in lots of other people's lives that I've talked to, prayer can seem kind of abstract, and mm-hmm. um, especially when you don't feel like there's really an answer coming through, and that can really make you question, like, is prayer effective? Is this mm-hmm. working? How can I still persist in prayer even if I'm not seeing anything? Yeah. I think that's kind of like what, what we had talked about before of, like, does he hear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> does he even right. bo- is he even listening? But then, but then there is that thing of, we've all had it, of, I don't feel like I'm getting an answer to this. Either an answer to, I'm asking him for guidance, mm-hmm. and he seems quiet, 
or I'm asking for for a healing, for example, or for um, you know a situation in my life, and it doesn't seem like he's coming through. Yeah, um, that's a that's a that's a real thing. And I mentioned Luke eighteen before, just the persistent widow, mm. and and even in Matthew six, and when Jesus talks about like keep on seeking, keep on asking, keep on knocking. So Jesus is acknowledging there there are times in in Scripture we were talking about this before we started recording that yeah. Jesus says. Whatever you ask, God will give it to you if you ask in my name. Like followers of Jesus can ask and God is faithful to answer prayers. But also his teaching is balanced with this idea of there are going to be times that you're going to keep on asking. Right. And there are going to be times that you're going to be persistent in prayer. So understanding that just because, and we we do live in such a like microwave, you know, instant Mm -hmm. culture that it's super frustrating not to get things instantly. Because we're yeah. so used to getting them instantly. <laughs> right. And that's not a judgment on our culture. It's just a reality of where we're at. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to prayer and thinking about, like, I mean, how long am I going to pray for this? How long am I going to ask God for this? Um, when do I stop? You know, yeah. when, when do I just give up in this? Like, there's, a, there's an element of, of sometimes we need to be persistent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good to be persistent. I've heard someone say before, and and I think I agree with it, you know, when we pray, there's only like three answers that we can get or or maybe four of like God's either saying no mm-hmm. or he's saying yes and he's going to, you know, do what it is that we're asking or he's saying not yet or maybe like not in the way that you thought it would be answered. Mm. And I've had a lot of those types of prayers yeah. <laughs> that I've asked God for things in a certain way. I've asked God to come through in a certain way and it seemed like for a long time he he wasn't. But on the other side of that situation or in the midst of that situation, something happens or he answers it, but not quite in the way that I thought he would. But he's so faithful. So I'll give you an example of this with, um, with my wife, Alicia. When she was in college, um, we had this prayer room that was set up at our church. And so Chi Alpha had this prayer room inside the church and there people wrote prayers all over the walls and stuff. Like there was just like whiteboards everywhere and stuff. And there was this one little wall where people would, you know, put up names of people that they wanted, that they wanted them to to begin to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she wrote her brother's name on there, Thomas. And at the time he was wild. I mean, he would tell you, you know, he was, <laughs> he was a drinker and he was a partier and, you know, all that stuff. And, and so she wrote Tom's name up there. And, and so we pray and pray and pray <laughs> and nothing's happening, nothing's changing. And Alicia goes on this mission trip to Panama for a whole month. This is before we were even engaged. So I had the ring at the time. She goes to Panama and I'm like, I hope she doesn't stay. So I hope she comes back. <laughs> but her family invites me on this float trip, uh, you know, to go float the river down in the Austin area. Yeah. And uh, we go on this trip. And then after the, after the float, we're just hanging out at the house and it's super late at night. And Tom and... Uh, and I are just talking, and I think Richard, her, her oldest brother, was there too. And we're just all sitting on the back porch talking. And Thomas is just talking about kind of his life, and I was kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit just begins to move, and Tom's like, you know, I need to get right with God. I need to, I need to start to follow him. Wow. And, <laughs> and the, I mean, I barely know this guy. I mean, Alicia and I have been dating for, you know, about seven months, but I haven't spent a lot around to- time around Tom, but I felt like in that moment the Holy Spirit was was moving, and I just said, well, why won't you just do it right now? And he was like, well, why don't I? You know, I guess I can do that. <laughs> yeah. And he prays just this 
beautiful prayer of surrender to Jesus in that moment. He's been a different guy wow. ever since that moment. And I remember emailing Alicia, like, <laughs> hey, I know that this isn't exactly how you thought this would go down, but mm-hmm. I got to lead your brother to Jesus. And um, all of those months of prayer. Yeah. We didn't know if anything was happening. It didn't seem like anything was happening, but just in that moment, the Lord moved and Tom's a different person. I'm super grateful that we persisted. Right. And I'm super grateful that that I didn't wait and just say, well, it's not really my place because I don't know this guy. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool. Like when it seems like he's not answering, he might be saying no. And I do feel like over time, he'll give us a sense that a release to maybe stop praying that or a peace yeah. that this thing is not going to change. And I need you to just rely on me right mm-hmm. now. But also, uh, he may be working things out in a way that we didn't realize. And it's okay to continue to, it, there's no, no harm really in continuing mm-hmm. to ask him and staying persistent in prayer. Hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, <laughs> that was that a really was, long story. <laughs> it's super cool to see God's faithfulness in that yeah, all though. Yeah, very, very much. So Zoe, if you could give one last word of encouragement for those who are wanting to grow in prayer, uh, what would that be? I would just say that prayer is communicating with God, and that's it's, it's as easy as talking with your best friend. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this big and scary thing. When you take the time to just stop and pray, it brings God so much joy. Mm. And you don't need to worry about sounding right or praying the right words because God's rejoicing and just getting to spend time with you. So I would just advise you all to just be present and be honest with God. Be present as and spend time with Him and just devote time to trying to hear his voice and trying to speak directly to him and be honest and just be willing to go that next step with your relationship with God. That's good. So like we mentioned in the sermon, guys, that this is, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to any of the spiritual disciplines, it's more about it being a practice than perfection. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So you said, you know, I pray 30 minutes a day, you know, during this time and I write it down and some of us might be like, well, since I can't do that, I might as well not even try. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not it. Like, what can you do? You know, that honest part, like, can you do five minute increments? Mm -hmm. Um, throughout your day or or just a five-minute increment, begin to practice it. And it's something that we can learn and that we can grow in. And uh, it's not about being perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect my kids to be perfect when they come and hang out with me. I just, like you said, I get so much joy just being with them and yeah. them wanting to be with me. And so we can learn and we can grow in prayer and discover just incredible things about God if we'll fight for it and we'll really prioritize it. Uh, just just like we say all the time, we want to be a resource to you guys. We want to help you and walk through this with you. So, man, if you want to grow in prayer or try some of these things, um, reach out to your life group leader. Connect with us. Um, we we want to be able to, um, to resource you. And so, Zoe, uh, just in the spirit of us talking about prayer today, <laughs> would you mind closing us in prayer? I'd love to. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much just for all the ways that you are providing for us and how you are at work in our lives. We just ask that everyone who is interested and just developing their relationship with you, that you would just help them to learn to pray and to take away any fear that surrounds it, God. Holy Spirit, just give them the peace and the confidence to come to you. Thank you, Jesus, that you welcome us and that you want us to be with you. Lord, I just ask blessing over everyone who's listening and that you would just show yourself to them in a completely new way. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to connect with you beyond this podcast. If you want more information about TCU Chi Alpha, visit tcuxa.com. 
God bless and go Frogs. <laughs>